Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, how was your, I guess, two weeks? Because I was sick last week and we couldn't record. Pretty good. Um, mostly just work, uh, some really awesome wrestling and some really lackluster wrestling. Yeah. Hey, yeah. glad you're feeling better. Glad we're back and, and, and able to record again. Yeah, it was, I was super disappointed that I couldn't come up to watch Forbidden Door. Yeah, but, we, we got together Saturday or last Sunday and watched it up here. Uh, it was only me and Brady from Travelers. Yep. Um, but uh highly worth watching. Yeah. Like like I will say this, if you're listening to this and you did not listen, watch it on original, go to Bleacher Report, pay for the replay, and watch it. Yeah. Um best pay per view of the year so far. Which is not surprising given the talent involved. And you know the thing is, like and, and we'll get into this a little more later, a lot of the talent is Kind of unknowns for the American audience, at least. Yeah. So for well, for your WWE audience, if you're yeah, if your AEW's target audience, you know who Tanahashi you know a couple, is. You know Tanahashi, you know, you know Okada. Okada. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the dude that was in the uh, the All Atlantic uh, four way, uh, forget his name. Yeah. But he's the one that replaced Ichii uh, when he got hurt. Um, it was Ichii. I think. He, Connors. Yeah, Connors. Um, no one really knows who that it, dude is, right? Yeah. So it, it was it was something we're gonna go into it. Oh yeah. Um, uh, what are we drinking? So we skipped a week of drinking. We right? did because we didn't have a show, mm-hmm. and uh, we we kind of got something thematic. We did. Uh, we we I went and I picked up some with, with the Forbidden Door, New Japan AEW tie in. I was like, you know what? Let's. Let's cross a forbidden door of our own and let's try some Japanese alcohol. Mm-hmm. And which I mean, we've done Japanese whiskey. Yeah, we've done Japanese whiskey. I looked at some Japanese whiskey, but we haven't done sake. Mm-hmm. And so I found some sake, some sake, and sake. <laughs> <laughs> and so I picked it up and it is, uh, was it Gekin? Gekin? And I don't know. I can't pronounce it. Gekikan? G-E-K-K-E-I-K-A-N. Gekikan? Gekikan, maybe? I I don't know. Yeah. So, what is sake? Well, it's fermented rice. Rice wine. Yeah, they they call it wine, but it's actually produced more like a beer. It is brewed. Um, But, yeah, we're going to give it a go here on Whiskey and Wrestling. I I will Um, say it smells like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. Um, the alcoholic contents on this is 15.6 by volume. So it's so, in that, it's in that beer wine era, yeah. uh, area of, yeah, of alcohol. It's, it's, it's a little more than most beers, but a little less than most wines, I think. Yeah. So. So let's well, see what happens, right? Let's see what happens. Cheers. Cheers. So, 
there's almost no flavor, but it's bad. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, it, it, it doesn't have any flavor, but it tastes like a wine taste to me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like the, the textures and, and stuff of wine. Like, like I and I don't like wine. I've had sake before. I've had like I've had plum sake. I've had pear sake. Those are really good. Like they have a flavor. They have you know. I had them chilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually enjoyed them. This and I don't know if it's the fact that it's not cold. You know, it's basically just room temperature. Which sake, a lot of people say you either want it hot mm-hmm. or you want it cold. So, See, and this is the part maybe where I that's come in. part of it. Yeah. Um, but it has no taste, which is, it now, tastes like off water. Yeah. If that now, makes sense. I will say that this, this was the only body of body, 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 body. This was the only bottle of sake that I could get my hands on. Mm. And it was only $8, $9. That could have so a lot to do with it. I'm sure there's some of that to go there. I, I'll be honest, I didn't go shopping around so, everywhere for sake, but this was the only bottle that the store had. So what I would like to do is, in the future, let's get a, a, a higher quality one, I yeah. guess. Maybe and something we'll with some a, flavor. We'll give it a try again and see what we do. Yeah. Um. So we're going to kick off the week. We're going to go through these real quick because we got a lot to talk about. Um. We're not covering last week, obviously, because we weren't here, but we're going to start off with Forbidden Door. Mm. We had the kickoff which the first match was Goto and Yoshihashi versus Aaron Solo and QT Marshall, where Goto and Yoshihashi won. Um, we then saw Nick Camarado versus Lance Archer. Uh, Lance Archer wins. Uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland with their, can they coexist? Will they, won't they? Uh, fought uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado, where Swerve and Lee won. And then the last match of the kickoff was uh, Max Caster and the Gun Club, which included Billy. So the four of them versus the LA Dojo, which is uh, the young boys for New Japan that are working over here. And it was uh, Yuya Amura, Alex Coughlin, the DKC, and Kevin Knight. Um, on the intro, Dan Housen played the Ass Boys song which caused Colton and uh, Austin to leave, which left just Max Caster and Billy Gunn uh, to win mm-hmm. uh, against them. So that was the kickoff. We then move into the actual show, which started with the Jericho Appreciation Society, of uh, Jericho Guevara being joined by Minoru Suzuki uh, versus Eddie Kingston, uh, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. We're... Jericho Guevara and Suzuki won, which you expected because the winner got the uh, uh, advantage for Blood and Guts. Mm-hmm. The heels have to have the advantage, otherwise a Blood and Guts match doesn't work. And it, it just doesn't. Uh, we then had Rapongi Vice versus United Empire versus FTR for a uh, like a, almost like a tag team unification. It was a winner-take-all type thing for the ROH titles and the IWGP tag titles. Uh, FTR wins, so they are now a triple-crowned champion team right now. 
we then had Pac versus Mira versus Malachi Black versus Clark Connors for the All-Atlantic title. Of course, Clark Connors stepping in because Ishii was hurt. The winner was Pac, which I did not expect. We then get the Bullet Club, which... At least it was somebody who's actually on an Atlantic coastline. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, we were supposed to see a four, an eight-man tag match here of a, a United Bullet Club versus the the dudes with attitude, um, which was Darby Sting, uh, uh, Shingo Takagi, and somebody else. And I forget who the other person was, but the other guy in that match on their side ended up with a fever, couldn't fly, so this became a six-man match with the Bucks and El Fantasmo versus Sting, Darby, and Shingo Takagi. Um, the the Sting, Darby group won. Uh, Sting jumped <laughs> no, off the... No, say their name right. Say say their attitudes. absolutely absurd mid-90s yeah. wrestling name right. <laughs> yeah. Sting jumped off the entrance yeah. uh, structure. So, you know, hey, that happened. Then we had Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the AW Women's title which is kind of odd thinking about, hey, this is Forbidden Door. It's supposed to be AEW versus New Japan. But New Japan doesn't have a women's division. They they have a deal with Shimmer, I believe. Yeah. Uh, that's their quote-unquote women's division. Uh, Thunder Rosa wins. We then got what is currently my match of the year. Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. It was for the IWGP US title. Cassidy, of course, didn't win. Will Ospreay did. He retains the title, but... Good Lord, this was an amazing match. Mm-hmm. Zack Sabre Jr. then fought the mysterious opponent of Brian Danielson's choosing, which was Claudio Castagnoli. So Cesaro is officially AEW. He's officially part of Blackpool Combat Club. And good Lord at the pop he got mm-hmm. uh, when he came out. This match was phenomenal and probably would be my match of the year, except for you had the Will Ospreay, Orange Cassidy thing, and this was originally supposed to be Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson, which would have been it, right? Yeah. So there's a little bit playing there. You then had the four-way for the IWGP World Heavyweight title, Jay White, Hangman Page, Kazuchika Okada, and Adam Cole. Match was very good. Jay White ends up winning. The ending was odd because Cole was hurt going into this, and it looked like he got even more hurt. I think I read he suffered a concussion. A concussion. He had a labrum tear going in. Yeah. And then finally, main event of the night, John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the AW interim title. Absolutely phenomenal match. John Moxley comes out with the belt, as you would expect. Yeah. And that was Forbidden Door. We then moved to uh, Monday Night Raw, where we are celebrating the 20 years of John Cena. So John Cena makes his return to Monday Night Raw to celebrate 20 years. We start the show off. He's walking in the back, nodding hi to everybody. Uh, heels and faces alike. He shakes the Miz's hands. It's like... Mm-hmm. This is odd, but okay. John Cena's above your petty your, your, your petty <laughs> distinctions. Uh, you know, but it's like, okay, this is odd, but sure, whatever. We have a battle royal to uh, for a spot in the Money in the Bank ladder match for the men. 
Uh, that's one by Riddle. Miz was also in there, and Miz pulled his normal, oh, I'm hurt, and sat outside. And at no point during this did I actually believe he was hurt. It is boring to watch the Miz pull these kind of shenanigans because he does it literally every single time he's yep. in a battle royal. It It is... That's the that's a good description of WWE right now. Yeah. Boring. I wanted to see somebody get out of the ring, throw the Miz back in the ring, and just pick him up and throw him back out, mm-hmm. just because everybody knows he's going to pull this stuff. Yep. Anyways, I'm I'm off on a rant. My apologies. Uh, we get Montez Ford uh, defeating Jay Uso. We have AJ Styles uh, defeating the Miz by countout because the Miz is a coward. Uh, we have Bianca Belair and Carmella having a, a face-to-face kind of thing. We get uh, Liv Morgan defeating Alexa Bliss by uh, pinfall. We have Bobby Lashley defeating Alpha Academy in a handicap match. We have an interview uh, with Cody Rhodes because we can't forget that Cody Rhodes is a person who exists. We have Becky Lynch um, securing her spot in the last chance elimination match for Money in the Bank. And, of course, you know, we have John Cena doing his thing. Vince McMahon does come out to introduce John Cena. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pass it back to you because there's just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, Of course, we moved to Wednesday. We have Dynamite, which was Blood and Guts, which took up the last hour, the second hour. Uh, we had Orange Cassidy versus All Ego Ethan Page. Orange Cassidy wins. A TBS champion Jade Cargill versus Layla Gray. Jade wins. Can we please have Jade stop fighting nobodies? Um, but then I think Statlander come. Statlander gets called out. Athena gets called out. They both come running down. Then Layla Gray turns on them and joins Jade with the baddies. Whatever. We had Danhausen and two mystery partners versus the Gun Club and Max Caster. His mystery partners ended up being FTR. That went as well as you expected. Danhausen and FTR uh, annihilated them. Christian Cage cuts a promo uh, about how he wants to have sex with Jungle Boy's mom. Then we have the Blood and Guts match, which was Jericho, Angelo Parker, Matt Menard, Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, and Sammy Guevara, the JAS, versus... John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Santana got hurt very early in this match. It appears he blew out his ACL. Not great. Mm-mm. The match ends up outside. They end up on top of the cage. Sammy Guevara gets thrown off the cage. Um, we end up with the good guys winning. Uh, Claudio tapped out. Uh, Angelo Parker, which to much to Eddie's chagrin, because at the same time, Eddie had Jericho in the, in the, the was it Angelo or Matt that he had? It may have been Matt. I think it was Matt. It was one of, it was one of those two. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it was Matt. Uh, Matt Menard tapped out before Jericho could tap out to the stretch plum, which Eddie then of course turns around to Claudio and starts yelling at him. How dare you take my spotlight? But it was all just kind of a thing. It looked like Eddie may have gotten hurt. Because Claudio held his hand down to try to lift him up, and you see Eddie mouth, I can't stand up. Yeah. So Later, he does stand up. He does stand up, but he is grimacing pretty bad. No word has come out on if he's injured or not. 
Yeah, but they haven't said anything. They have said that Santana is hurt. Yeah. Uh, but the other one, not so much. Uh, we did see Ruby come down and attack Ty Conti. So either A, they're just trying to set something up there, or B, my personal hope is that Ruby Soho joins the Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> she needs something, and that w- she would work in that, in that I think role. that would be awesome. Uh, but that was Rampage. Then we move on to SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, so SmackDown starts off with a promo from all of the people, all of the men who are in the Money in the Bank. Everybody, with the exception of Omos, are on ladders. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here watching this, and I'm like, Omos can't climb a ladder. Almost can't climb a ladder. Like, that's that's the only thought that's going on in my head. Whether that's intentional or not, I don't know. But there was a sixth ladder standing there, and almost wasn't standing on it. So, <laughs> you know, that leads to a match, which is won by Baron Corbin. Because they bring out Baron Corbin, Zeke. Um, who else came out? Madcap. And I'm missing one other person, but we're not going to. The Miz. Yeah. Uh, that Baron Corbin wins a battle royal at that point. That means absolutely nothing other than to set up a match later on. We get uh, New Day versus the new Vicious Viking Raiders. And the Raiders basically just destroy New Day. Uh, we have a battle of the brands, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown on the women's side. So that's Lynch, Dewdrop, and um, who was it? No, not Dewdrop. So it was uh, Morgan, Bliss, and Asuka wrestling Rodriguez, Shotzi, and Evans. Gotta love Bleacher Report. They throw a video that has absolutely nothing to right. do with the match there. Uh, of course, uh, Morgan, Bliss, and Asuka get the win. We have a Street Profits and Uso segment that's like an Ask Me Anything segment. That wasn't really worth it. Max Dupree reveals his maximum male models. God, I hated every second of this. Uh, and his maximum male models are Mansois mm-hmm. and I forgot how he pronounced Marseille. it. Marseille. I, I completely blanked on how he pronounced it. I was like, Oh crap, man. So it's Mason Mansoor. And like they're playing it up. When I actually went and watched the segment, I was like, okay, they're going to own into this as, as much as they can. But poor Mace, poor Dio or whatever, Dio Madden, because mm-hmm. dude has so much charisma. He did so well on the announce desk. Yep. And got a spot with Brock to be put through the announce table and then just crap ever since. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We then end up with a fatal four way to determine the final entrant in the men's money in the bank between Moss, Corbin, Miz and Ezekiel. Uh, Madcap Moss gets the win. So he's in the match. Um, See, yeah, and that was SmackDown. First, then we got Rampage. We kicked off with the Royal Rampage Battle Royal, which this was filmed the same uh, 
day is uh, Blood and Guts. So this is a two-ring battle royal in which uh, Brody King wins, which was pretty cool if you ask me. Uh, the Young Bucks then fought Goto. Fought Goto and Yoshihashi, which the Young Bucks, of course, won. Tony Storm versus Nyla Rose. Tony Storm wins. And that was Rampage. Only had three matches. Um, I mean, when you have a battle royal, that takes up a pretty good chunk of it. Yeah. So, Saturday night, we had Money in the Bank. We had our women's match to start the show. Alexa, I cannot speak. Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Oscar, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Lacey Evans, and Shotzi. Your winner, Liv Morgan. There was a lot of interesting spots in here, and there were a lot of times I was cringing because of the way that people were hitting ladders and that kind of stuff. I have come to the conclusion after this evening. I, I do not enjoy ladder matches anymore. I, I just, I don't. I'm, I'm sitting there like, ooh, just cringing too much. Not in a, oh, that's cool, in a, dear God, how are they not injured right now? Mm-hmm. We had a United, our United States Championship match, Theory versus Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley defeated Austin Theory convincingly. Like, it wasn't even close. We had our Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair versus Carmella. Carmella lost to Bianca very quickly. Uh, We had our undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships, the Usos versus the Street Profits. Match of the night. Hands down. Match of the night. Hands down. Uh, Just an amazing match. Usos get the win, but after the uh, end of the match, they show on the replay that uh, Montez's for uh, Montez Montez's Ford Montez's shoulder was actually up off of the the mat. So they're gonna carry this feud into SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Uh, on SmackDown, they did tease some issues between Ford and Dawkins. Now, when I say they teased issues, they literally just said, so there's rumors going around that you two aren't getting along. Yeah, because <laughs> in none of the matches have they shown anything where they have been off page. And even this, they, they were all together. Were, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know what's going on there. We have our SmackDown Women's Championship match, Ronda Rousey versus Natalia, where Ronda Rousey defeats Natalia, but Natalia did take it to Ronda. It wasn't just a squash, which is immediately followed by Liv Morgan cashing in her money in the bank Mm -hmm. and defeating Ronda Rousey for her title. Yeah, I thought it was funny when uh, after the win here, when Liv's Morgan, when Liv's music hit, Liv's Morgan, when Liv's Morgan, (laughs) when Liv's music hits, the camera was on Ronda and she very obviously mouthed shit. (laughs) <laughs> and then here comes Liv. Um, Rhonda immediately puts an ankle lock on Liv. And I am already typing in our group chat with us and the travelers um, that's, you know, wrestling related. I'm already typing a rant 
Luckily, Liv reverses it, gets out of it, and pins Ronda for the title. So Liv Morgan, deservedly so, is now your SmackDown Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. And then we have our men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, Riddle, Sami Zayn, Madcap Moss, Sheamus, and Omos. Except right before the bell rings and the match starts, here comes Adam Pierce. Gentlemen, 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 what a great show it's been this evening, and what a better way here in Vegas than to double down and add one more to this match. Your final contestant, Theory. Anyways, after all of this buildup and, and all of this and potential ways of setting up for Seth versus Cody when Cody comes back and all of this crap, we have somebody with sexual assault allegations win the match as Theory is the winner. And when that happened, I was over at a buddy's house and we were watching this and I said, and there goes my any, any, any want to watch any WWE product. I mean, it was already pretty much gone with the Vince McMahon allegations and the fact that they don't seem to be taking any of that seriously at all. The boring product, the continued just treading water, not even trying. Um, you know, you have basically there's two things in WWE right now that I'm actually kind of enjoying. One, Liv Morgan's the women's champion. Awesome. And two, the Kevin Owens, uh, Ezekiel Elias thing. Yeah. The rest of it, I just don't care. I don't care about Roman Reigns anymore. Why should I? He, he, he built his point back a couple of years ago on, I'm always here, you know, with his feud with John Cena. You're a part-timer. You're never here. His feuds with Brock. You're a part-timer. You're never here. What is Roman Reigns now? A he, part-timer who's never here. The titles weren't uh, held up on Money in the Bank. Like, there was no, he wasn't there. He wasn't uh, on SmackDown. He wasn't on SmackDown beforehand. The, the only reference to the titles during Money in the Bank was a promo for uh, Roman Brock 472 yep. at SummerSlam. So, and... I just don't care about WWE product anymore. At yeah. All. It, it, and that's a shame because there's a lot of the wrestlers in WWE that I enjoy. Yeah. There, it, there really are. You know, and... But the product is trash. It, they're not even a trying. Mm-mm. They're not even trying. Um, Like, I already, most of the time, don't watch it live. Um. Uh, I tend to watch it, you know, uh, I'll watch, I kind of watch Raw Live, I guess, but I don't tend to watch SmackDown Live, um, but I got them recorded. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm just going to stop recording them. I mean, because I, somehow I'm sure that the DVR recording counts as a watch. Um, I don't want them to have that. I, I catch up with SmackDown usually on Hulu. I've been watching Raw Live, but I think that that's going to end here soon. I really think what I'm going to start doing is just catching the the highlights that they post on YouTube or listening to, say, WrestleTalk or, you know, What Culture or one of those those big channels. Going in Raw. Going in Raw that immediately cover it like the day after. 
I think that's how I'm going to start consuming my WWE uh, content because I just don't want to give them eyes. Yeah. At all. Well, you know, if, if it, any of our listeners out there want to, you know, fund us, then we will be happy to watch Raw, yeah. SmackDown, NXT. Like, I'll go back to watching NXT. Like, like um, I'm real tempted to just start watching uh, Impact. Yeah. And AEW. And, and we'll just become an Impact AEW channel. <laughs> you know? I mean, it is... Because it is... It is difficult to it watch. It is very difficult to watch WWE. You have... So... Like, like, let's talk about the Money in the Bank thing, right? First of all, Austin Theory is a piece of shit human, mm-hmm. right? Yep, and that's that's being generous, and that's being generous, and he's being pushed as the the you know the next the next big thing by Vince McMahon, which also is problematic at the moment. Um, but we've known Vince has been a garbage human for years. Vince has been a garbage human for years. Normally, Vince's pick though is not Austin Theory. Austin Theory is a very small dude. When it comes down to like compared to the other WWE mm-hmm. stars, okay, are, are they trying to produce a, a new a new person? And if that's the case, cool. But you had Madcap Moss in that match, and honestly, I've been pretty impressed with Madcap Moss. Yeah, you know, after he got rid of the stupid gimmick and turned face, and you know, got away from Baron Corbin, it seems like Moss could have been the next guy to carry that briefcase right i mean or you could have gone with the safety valve and put it on seth in fact personally how about this for a story seth rollins wins money in the bank seth rollins continues his feud with cody even though cody's hurt ha 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 i got the bank that you couldn't be part of yeah 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 roman carries the belts all the way to rumble Cody wins the Rumble as your surprise entrant number 30 because that is a roughly the time he, as long as he recovers well, he should be roughly ready by Rumble. Mm-hmm. Cody recovers, wins the Rumble, and then in the main event, you have uh, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again because I'm sure that's what they'll do. Brock beats the hell out of Roman. Brock ultimately loses. Seth Rollins comes in, cashes in on Roman again. Now Seth has the belt and Cody has the shot to call. Your main event at WrestleMania next year, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins for for the title. Mm -hmm. That story writes itself. Which is why WWE can't do it. But instead we get Austin Theory. The only thing I can think of is maybe... What they're trying to set up because they were they were trying to set up a feud between Austin Theory and John Cena, right? Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was going to be over the U.S. title, you know, the title that Cena made relevant, and nobody since has. So maybe it's going to be one of those Theory has to put the briefcase on the line. Cena beats Theory, Cena's Mister Money in the Bank, and Cena captures his record-breaking title. At Mania, he's now got more titles than Ric Flair. He hangs out for like a month, drops the title to somebody. Hooray. I guess. Like, that's the only, that's the only thing I can see here. Because I, when, when Theory won the, the Money in the Bank briefcase, there was dead silence in that arena. Nothing. 
They already had to. And the thing is, that was a smaller arena because they weren't in a, a, a light, uh, Allegiance Field, I think, is where they were planning to go, which was, uh, I want to think they said it was like 35,000 that could fit in there if they had it set up for wrestling. And at the time they changed it, they had sold 12,000 tickets. So they changed it to a stadium that would hold 15,000. And there were still large sections that were empty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Compare all of that. You know, here's Austin Theory holding up the money in the bank and the arena's dead silent. Compare that to Forbidden Door when this music that nobody knows hits and then out walks Claudio and the roof blew off of that building. The man who just never grabbed that brass ring. Yeah, Never, never could get it. Never, you know, didn't have what it takes. Apparently, WWE was taken by surprise that Claudio yes. signed with AEW. They apparently offered him a very lucrative contract. Mm-hmm. He turned it down. My question, and I, I posted this in our group chat the other day. Did AEW match or beat WWE's offer, not outside the realm of possibility. It, mm-hmm. Or did Claudio just want the more creative freedom? Recognition? To, and recognition. If I'm Claudio, my goal mm-hmm. is to prove Vince McMahon wrong. Well, I mean, he's already, he's getting up at age. I think he's like 41. Yeah. So he, he's coming to the end of his career, or at least if you're a normal human, unlike Sting, he's coming <laughs> to the end of his career. Um, WWE has shit on him for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had several, uh, tag team championships with, uh, 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 kid with Seamus, you know, even, uh, who else did he He had runs with other people too? Um, Jake Hager. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he had, he had slight, wins there he he was in the main event program for about a month and a half with roman which we knew was going to go nowhere um i don't blame him at all no he's coming to AEW. he gets to be part of the best faction in wrestling at the moment in blackpool combat club Mm -hmm. i mean you got brian danielson you got john moxley you've got william regal you got Wheeler Yuta, who a couple of months ago no one knew who he was, but good lord, that kid is going somewhere. And now you got Claudio Castagnoli in there. Come on! If they add like Ruby, or if they add a a, a female wrestler of some sort, doesn't necessarily have to be Ruby, but I think Ruby would be a good fit. Um, how cool would that be? You know, I don't yeah. know. I I just think when you. you your response, WWE's response to Forbidden Door was money in the bank. Yeah. Ew. It, it was not, I enjoyed money in the bank with the exception of theory being thrown into the ladder match. To, to uh, quote MJF, it was a very mid pay-per-view. Yeah. It, it just wasn't. I think Vince is so locked up in his own mind right now mm-hmm. over I'm going to destroy these allegations. Like, 
I'm going to be triumphant once again. And he probably is. He's, he's Vince McMahon. These, these things, he shrugs these off. He beat the United States when yeah. they tried to sue him for steroids. steroids. Like, yeah, but he had, a, he had a trump card that he played there. Because they were going at him with the steroid trial mm-hmm. as though these were, quote-unquote, actual athletes. Yeah. Right? And, and they are. Don't get me wrong. That's why I say, quote-unquote. But it was it's being not a, positioned. It's, wrestling was being positioned as an official sport where yeah. there was, you know, we don't know who's going to win. You know, and he had to admit that wrestling is fake. Mm-hmm. Or at least scripted. I don't want to say fake. It's not fake. These guys are ta- these guys and girls are taking their bumps. They're taking hits. They're they're getting hurt. You know. I mean, you just look at everybody on the roster being right. injured right now. But it is scripted. You know, yeah. there is a winner. There is a loser. Your job is to go out there and make it believable. It's not a fight. It's a story. Yes. He had to destroy kayfabe to get mm-hmm. out of that because as soon as he said that, it's like then why is steroids really a problem? Because it's not a sporting event. Mm-hmm. This is a a TV show. It's a movie. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, and the case fell apart because the, 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 the point of the case was steroids are causing issues with a, a real event. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have that now. Nope. He doesn't have that option to get out of here. Um, I still don't have any hope in our justice system that anything is going to happen to him. No. Uh, Laurinaitis is going to take the fall for all of this, uh, and Vince McMahon is going to continue being Vince McMahon. Speaking of John Laurinaitis, he was, I believe we mentioned on our last episode, he was suspended. Mm-hmm. He has been relieved um, of duties, too. Yeah, he, he's been relieved of duties, and Bruce Pritchard, brother love, yep. has uh, assumed his duties as uh, head of talent relations while still maintaining his role as head of creative that Vince McMahon is still in charge of creative. Right. Um, WWE's corporate structure is just absurd. It really is. But that's what you get when you have a carny come in and, Take a company lie or public, and I, you know, I just double checked because I wanted to go back. I didn't remember what exactly the allegations against Theory were. Mm-hmm. The allegations against Theory is that he sent inappropriate pictures to a thirteen-year-old. Yes. Hmm. And what happened, and and the way WWE punished him when all of this came out was he had just come up to the main roster and he was with Seth and Buddy Murphy as part of the uh, uh, Monday Night Messiah Mm -hmm. gimmick, right? They sent him back to NXT. They took him off TV for a couple weeks. They took him off TV, sent him back to NXT. He joined the way. Um, And that was his punishment was he got demoted back to NXT. Uh, they waited until the allegations were gone. And now he's being promoted again and pushed heavily. Um, like, you can say what you want about Riddle, right? Riddle Riddle is a seems to be a piece of garbage human as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cheated on his wife. The whole thing. He, But he has denied the allegations. He's denied the allegations. And admitted the cheating on his wife. So, 
still kind of a garbage thing to do. I'm not even kind of, that is a garbage thing to do, yeah. but at least he's owning up to the cheating portion of it and saying, Hey, no, I did not do these things I'm accused of. Yep. Not that we ever believe when somebody is, says they didn't do right. it, but still he, the default he's, is to say I didn't do it. Right. Yeah. Um, that being said, theory has never commented on this. Nope. And, and Riddle has, has said, Riddle has denied the, uh, the fact that it was non-consensual. Yeah. He has never denied that I read at least mm-hmm. that it happened. Like when it was announced, he was like, yeah, this happened. Uh, it didn't happen the way she said it did. Uh, yeah. Which you can get into the semantics. You can get into it. Uh, of whether, you know, was it a miscommunication? Did he really rape her? I guess yeah. it, it was, well, yeah, yeah. That's the best way to term to use. Um, were, were minds changed? Did things happen? You know, we don't know. And, right? and the only two people that do know are Riddle and her. Yeah. Those are the only ones that actually know. So I don't necessarily like the dude. You know, he, he does seem like a, a piece of garbage. The Riddle character is kind of fun, mm. which it makes me feel like such a hypocrite to say that the character kind of helps there. Um, it shouldn't, but it kind of does, I guess. Like if I divorce the real life from the the actual the, the show, yeah. I don't like theory at all. I I kind of enjoyed theory as part of the way. As part of the way, when he was just a dumb kid, that was okay. His his current character, like I guess I kind of, yep. I didn't say I liked, I said I kind of like. As his, his current, current character, character, he's just an unlikable douche. And I don't even want to boo him when yeah. he's on screen. Like, well, I just want him off of my screen. Well, it's like I said, when he won the, when he won the briefcase, the crowd was silent. If a heel gets booed, like nuclear heat boos, mm-hmm. that's a good reaction for a heel. Yeah, right. That's what they want. That's what they want. Uh, uh, as Vince has so succinctly put it, any reaction's a good reaction, right? Yeah. Look at John Cena talking about how, um, you know, some people boo me, some people cheer me, but the thing is, I get a reaction. You know. Yeah. Um, when you get no reaction, that's go away heat. Mm-hmm. That is, I don't want to see this on my TV heat. Yeah. And it's like I said, that is, I'm checking out from WWE for a while. Uh, I'm I'm not going to be watching the product. Yeah. And I've said that before. And, you know, I didn't for a couple of weeks. We said we weren't going to watch NXT at all. Uh, and I haven't watched NXT since. I haven't either. You know, I've said I was going to kind of cut back on the WWE programming. Because I used to, really, I was home on Wednesdays or Mondays. I was home on Fridays. I watched Raw, and I watched it. I didn't mm-hmm. play a video game while I was watching it. I watched SmackDown. Recently, I've been kind of playing video games. I haven't even been home on Friday nights. Yeah. To watch it. Um, it's like this Friday, we went to dinner with friends. Yeah. You know, and. I enjoyed that immensely more. Yeah. Than sitting and watching SmackDown. Yeah. It, it just. And when I got home. The thought never even occurred to me to turn on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like I had other stuff I was doing. Exactly. It just, yeah. Now, I, the only thing I wanted to see when Theory was announced for this, Theory was in the 
front corner of the ring, closest to the entrance ramp and closest to the hard cam. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre was in the diagonally opposite corner. And the only thing I wanted to have happen to start this match off yep. was Drew to hit Theory with a Claymore right from the start. Yep. That would have been amazing. Because that just would have been awesome. And it also could, you have a story there because Drew was the last chosen one from Vince before mm-hmm. Theory. Yeah. You didn't have it happen. And here's the thing. So there were eight people in that match, right? Mm-hmm. Drew could have been given the, the money in the bank, bank briefcase and would have been a, a believable threat mm-hmm. at any point. Drew McIntyre could take out Roman. Seth could have been given the, the, the briefcase. Believable threat at any time could take out Roman. Plus, you can build the story... Of Cody, mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Madcap could have taken the briefcase, and now we've created a brand new star. Yep. Right? We've created that up and coming. Nobody really knows what Madcap's up to. Um, you know, he's still, he's new. No one really understands what's up. He could cash in at any time. Sheamus could have taken the briefcase. Kind of in the same bucket as Seth. Has cashed in successfully before. On Cena, I no on Roman. On Roman, you know. So there's four people out of your eight. Almost, I don't think I would have given the briefcase to Almost. It would have been kind of interesting, but and he's getting better. Did at any but, point at any point last night did Almost climb a ladder? I think he got it to like the first or second step. Like, why is he in this match? I get it. They want him to be a big scary guy, but if he's not able to climb the ladder or if he's not able to do the things on the ladder or comfortable doing the things on the ladder, why is he in this match? Yep. He doesn't need this. He, he was there to be a big guy, right? Who am I missing? Cause that's five people. Riddle. Riddle. You could have given Riddle the briefcase as a, you know, he was told he never could challenge Roman again. As long as Roman had the belt. Now he's got the briefcase. So now what happens? Mm-hmm. You know, theory, which we yeah. talked to death, and there was one other person in that match. Seth, Drew, Theory, Madcap, Sheamus, Omos, Riddle. Riddle. There's one more. There's one more, and I don't remember who it is. And I've already... Sammy. Sammy, Yeah. Sami Zayn could have been given the briefcase. And you because, got a story there because oh, he's the unofficial Ooze. Yeah, the unofficial Ooze, the, the, the but, member of the bloodline. I'll never challenge against Roman. And, but they would never trust him. But then, and you know that he well, would weasel how, in and do it. How about this is a great story with Sami Zayn, all right? SmackDown comes around. The tribal chief comes out. He calls out Sami Zayn. <laughs> Sami Zayn comes down to the ring, and Roman goes, you know, Sammy, I like what you've been doing with us for the bloodline, and I want to make you an official member. However, can't do that if you don't acknowledge me. And Sammy's like, oh, I, have, I, have, I acknowledge you, Roman. You're, you're the head of the table. You're the chief. And Roman says, yeah, but I had to beat it into Jay. I had to beat it into Jimmy. 
Now they're my right hand men. Mm -hmm. So what I need you to do right now is cash in that briefcase and lay down. And then you have Sammy with the, uh, what? Cash it in, lay down. How cool would that story be, right? Yeah. Sammy, Sammy, okay, Roman, and he cashes in, and he lays down, and Roman leans down and pins him, one, two, and Sammy kicks out. Sammy, we got to be on the right page here. Yeah. Lay down. Sammy lays back down, one, two, and he kicks out again. That, that would be an awesome story. You know, the only problem with that Sammy story, doesn't win. Sammy the only loses. problem with that story is Sammy loses after Sammy all. Sammy loses, but it turn it moves Sammy into that. We can move Sammy back to face now. Yeah, you know, because even though he loses, he has to lose because Roman has to beat him up because Sammy just won't quit. He yeah. won't lay down, and now we can move Sammy back into that counterculture, you know, punk that yeah. he was when he first got here. Because his conspiracy theory thing it's, is, is it's kind of run running its course. its course. And Kevin Owens is doing it so, so much, much better. better. Um, Which is a shame because Sammy did a good job, but, but Kevin there, is just crushing it. There with, are only two people in that Money in the Bank match, though, that I don't believe with the, the briefcase. Omos, because he just can't wrestle. Mm-hmm. He's getting better, but he just can't wrestle. And Austin Theory. Yeah. Do you mean to tell me that Austin Theory is going to beat Roman Reigns. No. Even a beat-up Roman Reigns. Like, SummerSlam comes up. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar beats the absolute tar out of Roman Reigns. 73 F5s. And still loses to a spear. Yeah. And Brock walks off. Or Brock wins. Do you mean to tell me that that Austin Theory is going to beat Brock frickin' Lesnar? No, I do not believe it at all, especially after watching how badly he got destroyed by Lashley. Yeah. And how he's been destroyed by Lashley for the past couple of weeks. I mean, Lashley is a legitimate competitor for Roman. Yeah. There there are legitimate competitors out there for Roman. Why we are sticking with... Brock Lesnar, it's it's to sell tickets. That's why. Yeah. But you know you have Drew McIntyre, who is a threat to Roman. They just have to pull the trigger. Yep. Seth. Uh, Seth, who Roman has not beat for the title. Mm-hmm. He hasn't. Lashley. You've got Lashley out there. You got Cena, who's circling back in. Riddle. Riddle, who had an amazing match with him a couple weeks ago. You have guys out there. You have Sheamus, who you could elevate back into the title Sheamus picture at any time. Quickly, AJ, um, AJ's there. Even Finn Balor. Yeah, and right now with, with Finn, Edge is still out here yeah. too. People with 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 Finn. Which we got to see a weird promo that I'm pretty sure is Edge. Yeah, I was going to talk about the promo in a minute, but yeah, uh, you you have all of these guys, and Finn right now would be an amazing one. The only problem is they're both heels. They're both heels, but, but Finn and with, Ray is hurt. And Ray is hurt, but Finn with, ret, uh, I'm about to call him Retribution, and that's not it. Uh, Judgment Day. Judgment Day, thank you. Is an amazing counter 
to Roman. And if I'm USA, if I'm NBC right now, mm-hmm. I'm looking at WWE and I'm like, guys, your champion, you you took the championship off, championship off of Brock Lesnar and you put it on a guy who is a regular on our competitor show. Yep. And who hasn't even showed up. And yet. he hasn't shown up on my show since. Yep. Maybe once or twice. Yeah, he's been on Raw like once or twice. And now you idea, have cuz the idea, the original idea was, "Hey, we're going to put the belt both belts on Roman, that way he'll be on Raw and SmackDown every week." That was the original plan as reported by Fightful, as reported by Meltzer, as reported by all of them. The original plan was we're going to put both belts on Roman Mm -hmm. because Brock is still part-time. At the time, Roman was still very much full-time. He's going to be on Raw. He's going to be on SmackDown. It's going to be great. And then, like, a month later, Roman reworks his contract, and Roman's part-time now. I think Roman did get injured in his match with Brock. I think he did, too. And I I think think that that's what started it, and I think that... When he when that happened and his contract renegotiation came up, mm-hmm. he's like, "Yeah, I don't want to do this." Mm-hmm. He definitely. Uh, r- rumor is he wants to. I don't want to say definitely. The rumor is he wants to transition, like Cena, like uh, Dwayne, yeah. into he wants to go to Hollywood. Hollywood. Fair enough. I mean, man looks good. He's going to be discount Jason Momoa, but he's, still, yeah, he's got the look. He can go do it. Yeah, uh, but. He's now part time. Yep. And your main ti- the the biggest problem here is your main titles are not on TV, mm-hmm. and your intercontinental and your USA your US title have been treated like shit mm-hmm. for so long that nobody cares. That no one cares. You, so now you just don't have titles because no one the tag titles have never been treated fairly in WWE. Period. Mm-mm. Since. The Rockers, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Um, so you don't have your tag titles. Your mid-card titles are being treated like absolute garbage. Your main title aren't on TV. So what do you have? There's no reason for me to tune in. Yeah. Because I'm not going to see that match that I know the champ's going to win because we're we're not going to change a title on TV, right? God forbid. But why should I even tune in for the expected? I mean, Money, Money in the Bank's a perfect example. Everything in Money in the Bank, the the normal matches, were there was no way that anybody else was going to win. Natalia ain't beating Ronda, period. The, yeah. Carmella ain't beating Bianca, period. Austin Theory wasn't going to beat Lashley. It wasn't going to happen. The the only one that maybe would have been the new would have been uh, uh, Street Profits versus the Usos. And when I say maybe, I mean like I thought maybe they could pull the trigger, but realistically, nah, they ain't going to lose those belts until Roman loses his belt. I don't know. I think SummerSlam would be a good point for them to lose the belt to the Street Profits. See, I I, I don't think. I, I agree. I, I think it would be good to get the get it off of him. But I don't think the Usos are losing the belt until Roman loses his belt. Yeah. Because until Roman loses that belt, I think we're going to continue with this bloodline, obviously. When Roman loses that belt, that's going to be the pivot point, I think, to break up the bloodline. 
Because I think at that point, Roman's really going to be full tilt into uh, part-time. The Usos are going to have that rudderless ship type thing. I think they'll lose the belt eventually, or maybe they turn on Roman in that, you know, hey, Big Oose, you don't have a belt anymore. We the champs. We the head of the table. And there, there's, there was rumors this week of them pulling up somebody from NXT. I don't remember the name, but he's another Samoan guy. Yeah, he's a, he's a cousin. Uh, yeah. To join the he's, he's a Fatu, and yep. he's not. He's Deuce's uh, 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 brother, I think. Is he their brother? I don't. I think he was their brother. I think that's what it said. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah, um, but he's he's one of them. <laughs> he's a Samoan, and that yeah, could it's be the a, Uso's younger brother. Is it okay? Uh, Sifa Fatu, uh, wrestling currently as Solo Sika. Solo Sika. Okay. Solo okay. Sokoa. I couldn't remember if he was a brother or a cousin. Yeah, he's their younger brother. You know, I know they're all part of the Anoa'i family, mm-hmm. um, but I couldn't remember. You know, anyways. I could see them. The Samoan ghost. Uh, Solo Sokoa. If. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Samoan <Sure>. ghost. Okay. <laughs> that I almost want to tune back into NXT just for the absurdity of that. Maybe. Hang on. <laughs> hang tight. That may not be him. Anyways. He's he's part of the family somehow. No, this is a different one. It's Zion Quinn has been given the the Samoan Ghost title. My bad. Oh. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> but if they bring him up, SummerSlam could be an interesting pay per view to have something like that happen. Mm-hmm. Brock beats Roman. Yeah. You then have. This following SmackDown, Roman come out, and, and Brock beats Roman due to some shenanigans somehow. I, and I don't, you know, we're just shenanigans out there. You then have Roman come out, and he's pissed. He wants his title back. The Usos are with him. They're just as pissed, and then they turn. And Roman, you treated us like garbage, and you have the brother come out and attack, and, you know, you treated us like garbage. You're out. We're we're through with putting up with you with with this nonsense. We're the head of the table now, yeah. you know. And you can do anything you want there. You could you could pilmanize Roman, you know. Have put the put the chair around his ankle and have Jimmy or Jay do the the splash off the top rope onto the chair. You know, there's a lot of things you can do that could effectively write Roman off TV. And now Roman's part-time. Roman can go do his part-time shenanigans. Yeah. He's been hurt. He's been thrown out. You have the Usos continue to be heels. Um, you know, they're the bloodline now with their little brother, who is literally their brother. So it is literally a bloodline. Yeah. They get rid of Paul Heyman. Well, I mean, let's not take away from the fact that they are actually cousins with Roman. Yeah, they like, are cousins. And, but... and they grew up together, yeah. so they're close like brothers. Yeah. Get rid of Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have this the Samoan wrecking crew here uh, doing their thing. Um, then when Roman wants to come back, you know, you could bring Roman back as a face, and the crowd would buy him as a face oh, at yeah. this point. Now, the problem there is Roman's not losing the title. I'm going to step that back because I don't know if they... 
this is WWE, so no, they that Roman's not losing the title till at least WrestleMania. That's possible because they desperately want Roman versus The Rock, and it's already being. I mean, it's been talked about for the last several years, but I think Brock's schedule might be opening up for it. Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm trying to think of. You know, the last several years I've known, we, we've known of The Rock working on this movie, that movie. Every, I don't know what he's working on right now. Right. I know Black Adam, he just finished. And I don't know if he has any other movies lined up. I'm sure he does. He's one of the hottest stars in Hollywood right now. But mm-hmm. I don't know if he has anything lined up. And I could see him being like, okay, I'm going to pass the torch to Roman. Yeah. And freeing up his schedule to get him through mania before he starts signing movie deals again, which may or may not be a good idea depending on how black Adam does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't trust those DC comics movies. Right. But is there anything else that we need to touch on? Did we forget to talk about anything that, uh, nothing that I can really think of. Just a quick check on the dirt sheets to see if there's any news that's popped up while we've been, you know, been here. Mm, nothing no, nothing's popped up. I can't think of anything else. Uh, all right. Well, we uh, we definitely need to thank some people. We need to thank um, McNarms Gaming over here in Goshen, Mississippi, for allowing us to use the space. Yep. Uh, come check them out. They've got. Lots of great deals going on. They've got lots of great games to come and play. Uh, we started a Vampire the Masquerade game. You can come pick up vampire stuff from them if that's something you're interested in. It's an RPG game mm-hmm. similar to D&D. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I broke a guy's leg in our uh, in our setting the other day. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Um, but they've got anything that you guys could think gaming-wise. Do you... You like Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, card games like that? They have them here. Do you like RPG, tabletop RPGs like D&D, Vampire, Pathfinder, Starfinder? They've got stuff for you there. Do you like board games? They have massive amounts of board games. They even have a whole wall of ones that you can pull down and play to see if you like that board game before you buy it. Mm -hmm. So come check them out sit down with some people, make some new friends, play some games, have lots of fun. That's the goal. Yeah. Um, while you're here in town, you can go over to Big Dog Liquor, get yourself a bottle of Not This Saki. Um, <laughs> got whiskey, tequila, gin, vodka, rum, you name it. He's probably got it over there. Tons and tons and tons of wine. Um, sales going on pretty much constantly. Senior, mm-hmm. uh, military. Uh, Wednesdays, you can double up the discounts. Uh, if you buy wine by the case, there's a discount, you know, the whole thing. So you can grab yourself something over there. You've already grabbed your your game here at McNar. While you're heading back to the house, why don't you give our buddies a listen? Yeah, we've mentioned it a few times already today, but our friends, uh, Travelers on the Omnibus, they have a new podcast out just about every week where they talk about everything. It's a field trip through nerd and pop culture. Mm-hmm. So give them a listen. I'm sure you'll enjoy I think their most recent episode, they had a debate on whether the prequels uh, still hold up. Um, They don't. (laughs) They never did. They never did. (laughs) 
But yeah, so they, they had a debate between two of their guys on whether the prequels hold up or not. That's the kind of stuff that you're going to you're gonna hear on Travelers on the Omnibus. It's always a great listen. It's always a fun listen. And it's always fun to give them feedback and say, hey, you forgot to mention Zelda in your greatest games yeah. list. Well, no, they didn't forget. No, they didn't forget. They just the, chose to. The gentleman that I'm about to plug his podcast specifically took it out of the list. And yes. that's Jody. Uh, who has the Fearology podcast where he talks about horror movies, genre-style movies, and their impact on his life and what he liked, what he didn't like. Goes into reviews of them, um, which he does a much better job at, at horror podcasting than talking about video games, if you ask me. <laughs> and then finally, we have Silence Your Cell yep. Phones. Uh, Jarrett and Kevin, they talk about new movies, old movies, bingeable TV shows, the whole thing. Uh, I think they're still doing their weekly live YouTube uh, show on Wednesday nights. So give them a watch as well. And until next week. Cheers. Cheers.